When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome into the House of L podcast. I'm Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Whether you're listening right after the pod posts or it's Monday morning or it's Tuesday afternoon, I appreciate that you would like my thoughts on what happened with your Chicago Bears. And what happened with them is another loss. And there's a lot to there's a lot to get to inside of here. And we're going to spend some time talking about Justin Fields almost primarily, although there are some, let me just, before we get to the Justin Fields stuff, and don't worry, we're going to spend a lot of time on the Justin Fields stuff because I know that you want to, I know what you think, I know that you want to talk about the quarterback, and you should because there was a lot of bad tape for Justin Fields. I would just like to offer that the Bears defense, which did a great job of not allowing touchdowns today, and the special teams did a nice job of... of, Actually, the special teams was pretty good all day for the Bears. Block kick, Cairo Santos, they did really well. But here's the one place that they didn't do well. And you're not giving up a ton of points, so I want to make that very clear that... Matt Eberflus will probably be proud of what his defense did from a point standpoint, but what they did on third down was atrocious. Baker Mayfield lit their asses up on third down. (laughs) 11 to 12, 120 yards, a touchdown. Their third down efficiency, like I just got the box score right now. Buccaneers converted 53% of their third downs. 8 out of 13. 8 out of 15. Sorry, 8 out of 15. You're not... It's going to be hard to beat teams when that's what ends up happening. Now, look, the Bears only gave up 20 points to Baker Mayfield. And that's cool. Like, it's, it's cool. And the reason why it stinks is because of what happened on the other side of the ball, which we're going to get to. But they let that man cook them on third down. Cook. That man was out here dropping off completions like nobody's business on third down. He's out there doing the old Baker Mayfield Oklahoma stuff. I'm going to scramble and throw the ball underarm, and I'm going to – do these weird angles and I'm going to 
get extra yards with my feet. What is his rushing total? I got to tell you, Baker looks slow. Like, you can tell that he's played in the NFL for a while because he's just not moving as well. He had 17 yards rushing, but he did enough scrambling and moving that it was incredibly effective. And Tampa Bay is now a surprising 2-0 and after beating two teams from the NFC North. And uh, it doesn't feel good at all. Doesn't feel good at all. Now let's talk about Justin Fields. Fields for the day, if you're wondering what his numbers were. Oh, by the way, uh, Baker Mayfield's passer efficiency rating number, 114.5. Super efficient. Red zone stuff, the Bears did a good job of clamping down a little bit, but that's too efficient for Baker Mayfield. Justin Fields, on the other hand, 16 to 29, 211 yards, sacked six times. I will go back and look over the film. I would say half of those are his, at least, and maybe four out of the six are on him. There's a touchdown, there's two interceptions. The one on the screen play just absolutely just, you know, you're dead after that. And, yeah, there was pressure. He didn't drift far enough. He didn't put enough loft on it. I also got to wonder why you're calling that play in that situation in that part of the field. And calling a middle screen. Like, there's a huge danger there of a play going sideways. I was saying this on my video for the score, and I just, like, I kept writing it down. It's not happening fast enough. It's not happening fast enough. I know that fans themselves, like, I'm a patient man. Like, I I understand that things take time. There's been changes. So I, I get the idea of it doesn't necessarily happen overnight, right? But this is now 27 starts, and it's without consistent improvement. It's like each week there's something that we can pull, like if we want to. If we want to, we can squint and turn our heads sideways and go, oh, well, Justin's getting better at A, B, C, or D. But you have to convince people. You have to put together a real strong argument to try and convince him, convince yourself and others that things are getting better for Justin Fields as a passer, as a quarterback, as a a leader of the offense. And it's not. It's not happening fast enough. One of the very popular quotes over the last, I would say, decade from sports executives and it has now filtered its way down to people who do my job for a living. And that quote is, Development is not linear. That it isn't just people are going to stair-step their way up. That you're not entitled to getting better just because you're there. And Justin Fields is running into some of that right now. His development is not linear. But now I'm, I'm at the point where I'm open to the idea of he might not get it with this group. And usually, if a quarterback is um, 
if he doesn't get it in his first place, it's very difficult for them to get it in the subsequent stops. Like, take a look at Baker Mayfield, for example. Now, they waited a long time. They waited, what, 65 starts to move on from Baker Mayfield? That's, that's four years. That's, that's a long time. It's the number one pick in the draft, but that's a lot of starts. We're only talking about 27 with Justin, but it when you look at him, you don't feel like you're seeing a guy get better. And now it's starting to look like now it's starting to look like they've forgotten some of the stuff that made them successful. Like adding him to the run game. It's not the the end all be all. It's not what you want to have your offense be all the time. It's a component. It's a weapon that you can use to try and make your team better. I just look at him now in the pocket and I feel like there's there's so much stuff that he is processing. And I want him to get through all of this stuff more quickly. And he is struggling with that. And no one seems to be able to help him. You look at the scripted plays in that first drive. You come out there with a purpose, like a real purpose on what it is that you're going to do offensively. And it goes well. That's encouraging. Like that, that is something that you go, okay, you, you started off this game plan and said, we're going to get the ball to DJ Moore. Justin Fields is going to make some of these throws to DJ Moore, and it's going to be great. And he did. And you end up with seven points, and your offense looks super competent. Then what happens? Well, defenses adjust. They adjust to what you're doing, and you have to adjust back. They just waited. And I'm looking, I'm I'm curious about like what the blitz rate was on Justin Fields. Because I was stuck trying to figure out. I'm sure the Bears were too. Like, what are they going to do? Is Todd Bowles going to blitz him? Or is Todd Bowles going to stay back in coverage and say, go ahead, kid, try and figure it out? Now, their blitz stuff is usually backed with zone looks so they can get away with some stuff that maybe some other teams can't. But I do know that once they got a lead, they were throwing all sorts of stuff at Justin Fields, and he wasn't ready for it. That's what I mean by, like, it's not happening fast enough. Like, it's not. Almost everyone now has a book on what to do against Justin Fields. And if you're, if he is doing a good job of recognizing where the holes in the zones are, then you just turn up the temperature. And the reason that you're able to turn up the temperature is because that offensive line is Cheeks. It's not very good. Braxton Jones with another horrible day. Don't show me his PFF grade. We all saw it. Darnell Wright had a rough day too. Vita Vea, if you listen to the preview, I was talking about Vita Vea. If you haven't done it, you should go take a look at his high school highlight tape because it's amazing. Because that dude played running back. And that's like, like, come on, man. How are we supposed to stop that? Watching him, you talk about classic zero technique. 
watching him take the center and guard with his two arms extended and just push them into the backfield. You talk about sexy football. Like, that's some sexy people-moving football-type stuff that Vita Vea was out there doing. So while he's doing that, Todd Bowles is like, man, we can we can heat it up a little bit. We can start blitzing this young man and see what type of decisions that he makes. When they had some of these own looks and fields is just sitting like he's sitting in the pocket just going, his clock is not calibrated. And that's how you end up getting sacked. The, the offensive line was not very good today. He didn't help them one bit. And and like I said, like at least half of those sacks are on him because he was just kind of deer in the headlights, not realize the ball's got to come out or you got to go. And it feel, feels as if they haven't had, either they haven't had the conversation or he hasn't comprehended the conversation. This is the NFL. They're, those guys are coming. You can sit back there if you want to, but then they're going to end up destroying you and, and throwing you into the ground. If the reads aren't there, and, and I know last week we were saying Justin needs to stick in there a little longer and make the throws, but the make the throws part is the most important part. He can't be stuck there like a statue. He's got to make the choice. And, and the choice is, I'm, I'm going to throw it. I'm going to have conviction, and I'm going to throw it, or I'm out of here. And I'm good with either one. What you can't do is what he did on Sunday. You can't have that. You're a sitting duck. And you know your offensive line isn't good. You know that they're not going to be able to protect for four seconds. Either sling it, throw it away, or run. But standing back there is going to do nothing but get you hurt and get the Bears beat. It's all sorts of frustrating watching it. Let me... Take a minute to give some props. Let me give props to Chase Claypool. Because, you know, we, we'd be on his ass if he's not doing his job. I, I think that for a guy who had a rough week and was criticized and deserved every piece of criticism that he got, I thought that he did an excellent job of rebounding. Like, you saw a fierce competitor. Now, maybe that's because... The general manager basically, according to Adam Schefter, he and Poles talk. And Poles told Joniak that if things don't get better, they're going to have to figure some stuff out. I'm sure that Ryan Poles was like, if you keep acting like this, your ass is going to be up out of here. We are not committed to you contractually after this year. You will be up out of here. So I give him credit for... Working on himself, taking the coaching, and going out there and getting his first touchdown as a Bear. Now, how wild is that? That he's now played, what, 10 games, 11 games with the Bears, and this was his first touchdown. But all of it is part of what's been wrong with your team and your franchise 
over the last couple of years. There's bad decisions being made, bad choices being made. And they have to be answered for. The Darnell Wright's a rookie. I'm I'm not gonna just completely he hasn't had a great start, but it's rough. It's really rough for young young tackles to come into a league and your quarterback isn't established and there's all sorts of stuff. I all, I do wonder though if Poles is easily impressed. And because Darnell Wright's measurables were off the charts and he did that fitness test and you know, he he did the wrong fitness test and it ended up being the wide receiver fitness test so it looked even more impressive than it actually was because it was it was impressive no matter what but the fact that that dude at that size was doing the wide receiver test is insane and he passed it but did you fall in love with measurables and maybe make a choice that you shouldn't have made i think it's probably too early to have that discussion but it was on my mind especially when you see Jalen Carter having tackles for loss for the Eagles. I'm not sure. I mean, the only thing that the Bears can do when it comes to fields as it stands right now is to continue to put him out there. And he's... The reason that, that I was talking about this last week the idea of he needs to be more like Rex and he needs to be more like Cutler. The reason that I said that is that if you're going to go down, you got to go down swinging. And you may find something. On that drive where he hits Claypool for the the touchdown, he saw it, trusted it, and, and threw a rope. Those are the types of plays that he can make. And it's like he doesn't trust himself to make those plays. No, man, you got to make those plays. You have to take the risk. And, and if this is going to end with the Bears still stuck looking for their franchise quarterback, let it end, let it end with you really taking shots and trying to drive the football down the field and make plays. If you're going to be a a disaster, be a beautiful disaster. Say screw it and throw the ball. Go out there and make some plays for yourself and for your future. And maybe that's how your guidance system will end up getting calibrated. And you'll figure out when you can make those throws and when you can't. Take a little time out. When we come back, we'll talk about the daunting task that sits in front of the Bears as they stand at 0-2. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay. So now it's off to Kansas City. And Kansas City hasn't looked great. I don't think the Bears have a chance of beating them. But they haven't looked great so far. But if you walked into this season, if a week ago you were like, you know, the Bears maybe are a team that could end up 9-8. and eight. Maybe they're playing for a playoff spot at the end of the season. That idea is uh, quickly dissipating and dwindling because it doesn't feel like they're with the way things look and what's ahead of them from a schedule standpoint, they don't strike me as the type of team right now that's going to be able to rally off a win streak. In fact, they're a team that's right now on a 12-game losing streak. Yeah, we're trying. Everyone's trying to turn the page. Bears fans, I think, did a good job of meeting the Bears halfway. And saying, we understood exactly what last year was about. Last year was about bottoming out, getting the young man some help, giving him an opportunity to show what he's about, and developing him. Development's not linear, by the way. And we'll meet you halfway. Everyone can wash their hands of last season. It's a new season. Here come the Green Bay Packers. Oh, and everything's the same. Well, it's week two. Oh, everything's the same. All of that stuff. Bears fans were willing to let last year go because of what it netted them. It got them DJ Moore, and it got them the, you know, you you end up in a better place from a capital standpoint. You had all this money. You're supposed to be making all these moves, and seemingly none of your moves have worked out. DJ Moore is working out, and I think will work out. But I don't know to what end if the rest of your offense is going to continue to look like that and some of the choices that were made. Like, I got to go back and look at that screen, that middle screen that ends up as an interception. Like, it's a bad idea all the way around. But then you start looking and you look at the Bears schedule and you go, okay, they're at Kansas City. That's a loss probably. The Broncos offers them an opportunity for a win. The commander's defense to me is too good. And then you're playing the Vikings. It's a bad road. 
Like it's it it wouldn't be crazy to say that the Bears could be zero and five, but nobody wanted to see. No one wanted to see things look like this. Football season shouldn't feel over in September, but this one does because there hasn't been the requisite growth that you would want to see from your quarterback, from your offensive coordinator. Like It makes me laugh how many people were sitting there like, well, they might lose Luke Getze. He could end up being, get, get out of here. I am so tired of guys who are in proximity to great quarterbacks and maybe really good coaches, depending on how you feel about Matt LaFleur. Cram it up your cram hole, LaFleur. I can't get enough of saying that. Nathaniel Hackett's a genius because he was standing next to Aaron Rodgers. Luke Getzey's a genius because he was standing next to Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. I'm so tired of it. Show me that genius. Where's the genius? Where's the beef? We don't get a chance to see it. Is it possible that, you know, the greatest regular season quarterback of all time made all of you guys better and made all of you guys rich? I think that's more possible than these guys were budding offensive geniuses that just needed their own shot. It's very annoying. Real quick, let me take a look at DJ Moore's numbers. They got him seven targets. Six catches, 104 yards, had that long of 33. You had three receivers with explosive receiving plays. So plays over 20 yards or more. Claypool with a touchdown. Khalil Herbert off that screen that he did nice work with. And DJ Moore with a 33-yard play. In the run game, you know, Justin Fields got sacked six times. (laughs) Khalil Herbert. Did all right when given an opportunity. Roshan Johnson runs hard. That's one of those dudes, man. I I know that he'll play in the NFL for a long time, but it feels like he's the type of dude that when he gets to the end of that first contract, he may have already been used up. We'll see. I I hope things change for NFL running backs, but I I don't think that that's going to be the case. So that's where things stand. Like this is it's ugly. Like it's. There's no sugarcoating this. Things are really ugly. And I'm not, unless there is a quantum leap, since development is not linear, a quantum leap in what Justin Fields is as a quarterback, you're just going to have to ride it out. Like, you got to watch the rest of the movie. I would understand, though. I would understand if, if you were like, you know what? I think I've seen this movie, so I don't need to watch it again. So I'm going to leave. And if if the movie changes, y'all tell me, but don't spoil it for me. But I'm going to go. I would understand if that's how you felt. Completely. That's where things stand. It's not good at all. You had guys getting hurt on defense. You didn't have a consistent pass rush. I give Eberflew some credit for trying to do some stuff. But Baker beat the Blitz. He beat the Blitz a lot. And that's also not good. 
How about I give you a little fun before we get out of here? I was thinking about it. Maybe if you're a person of a certain age, you were too. But this losing streak at 12, all I can think about is the Sesame Street. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So the Pointer Sisters, did you know that? That's all I can think of. And it made me smile. Even though the Bears were out there tripping all over themselves and Justin Fields doesn't look good. So, I figured we'd have a little bit of fun with it. And we could just play with that. And and that's the way we would kind of end things since, you know, they're on a 12-game losing streak. So... I will talk to you next time. Enjoy. 12. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.